How do you get rid of the Texas Speaker of the House? It's October 4th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Now you couldn't have missed this story. Yesterday, history was made in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. as Kevin McCarthy became the first Speaker of the House to be removed by a motion to vacate the chair with several members led by Representative Matt Gates of Florida saying that McCarthy didn't follow through on the promises he made for conservatives back in January. And whether or not you supported the move or not, and there were certainly reasonable cases on both sides, this was an historic moment. This has never been done before, and it's making people wonder, could Texas be next? I'm speaking, of course, about the Texas House and Speaker Dade Phelan. I'm not the only one making that connection. Attorney General Ken Paxton said, if the U.S. House can do it, the Texas House can do it. Voices flooded social media, saying that Dade Phelan should be removed from his position in the Texas House now. But is it that easy? Well, it turns out there's a lot of similarities between the mechanics of the U.S. House and the Texas House when it comes to replacing the Speaker of the House. In the case of the U.S. House, some rule changes made as part of the negotiation to get McCarthy elected earlier this year made it easier to get rid of him now in October and closer to what the process would look like in Texas. A member makes the motion. By the way, you hear the phrase motion to vacate a lot. In this case, it would be more accurately called a motion to remove the speaker. That could be combined with a motion to replace him with another candidate, or it could just stand alone. And these are privileged motions, which are of such urgency or importance that they're considered immediately. The speaker must recognize you for them. In practice, however, this has been tested. In 2007, when Tom Craddock was Speaker of the Texas House, members tried to make motions to remove him from the speakership. He refused to recognize them, leading to what was essentially a standoff, parliamentarians resigning, it was a whole thing. He was eventually replaced at the start of the next session in January of 2009. As part of the rule changes made after that incident, members added what's essentially a backstop. The new rule says if the speaker denies recognition of a member who attempts to remove the current speaker and elect a new speaker, the member may appeal the speaker's denial of recognition if the member submits to the speaker a written request signed by at least 76 members of the House to appeal the decision of recognition. 76 members, of course, being a majority of the 150-member body. And maybe you've heard of this 76 signature requirement before. Essentially, it's not strictly necessary because the speaker should recognize the motion to replace him anyway as part of the rules, but it's a belt and suspenders kind of reinforcement. This, of course, is a pretty big number, especially when you consider the fact that Democrats unanimously supported Dade Phelan in January and would likely do so again. In Washington, Democrats did not vote for Kevin McCarthy. And with the slim majority the GOP currently holds in Congress, it did not take many Republicans to get him out. And a note, by the way, while anyone can be Speaker of the House in Congress, even if they're not a member of the House, Troy Nels, a congressman from Texas, says he's going to nominate Donald Trump for the position, for example, that's not the case in Texas. Here in Texas, the Speaker does have to be selected from within the body, so they do have to be a member of the Texas House. All of this being said, the biggest requirement to holding a vote to replace the speaker is that the House actually has to be in session. Normally, they would not be. Regular legislative sessions last from January to May of odd-numbered years. But 
as we know, the House did not finish its business, not on the border, not on school choice, not on a number of issues. And so they will be coming back for a third special session next week. It's not great timing for Dade Phelan, though. As we've mentioned, the Republican Party of Texas has called for his resignation, as have a growing number of lawmakers, Attorney General Ken Paxton, President Donald Trump, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who doesn't generally wait into the House's business, has said that Phelan is not deserving of his leadership position. You know, there's a little bit of irony in the fact that while Phelan killed conservative priorities throughout the session to appease Democrats in order to get the speakership, it's that that is also now causing the special session that could potentially end up in his demise. With the McCarthy's, with McCarthy's ousting all over the news right now, Republicans in the Texas House could be feeling emboldened to make a change. The question is, who will be the Matt Gates? Who will be the one to make the motion? We'll be following this closely. South Texas Customs and Border Protection officers have seized several packages of cocaine, methamphetamine, and marijuana in Brownsville, Eagle Pass, and El Paso. Altogether, the illegal drug street value is over $1.5 million. On the first day of the federal fiscal year in 2024, that would have been October 1st, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers encountered a vehicle entering Texas from Mexico through the Eagle Pass International Bridge. The officers stopped the vehicle and conducted a canine inspection and a non-intrusive exam. Upon completion, 19 packages of cocaine were discovered hidden in the center console of the vehicle. The previous day, CBP officers had intercepted the illegal transport of 411 pounds of methamphetamine and marijuana at the bridge of the America's International Border Crossing in El Paso. The drugs were seized between two separate failed smuggling attempts just hours apart. Border security advocates say we must secure our border to limit the drug supply to our citizens and starve the cartels of their cash flow. Lastly, a video has resurfaced showing Dallas Democrat Representative Colin Allred calling the border wall racist and vowing to tear it down. Allred's now a Democrat candidate for Senate, aiming to take on Ted Cruz next year. Allred, who was campaigning for Congressional District 32 at the time, said during a 2018 forum event that if the U.S. builds a border wall, his generation will be the one that tears it down. Allred doubled down on his previous statement at a Young Progressive Christians of Dallas event that same year, calling Trump's plan to build a border wall racist and again asserting that his generation will tear it down. Throughout his time in Congress, Allred has expressed multiple left-wing policy views on immigration and border security, including supporting a pathway to citizenship for illegal aliens. He's also supported the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, DACA, for children brought here illegally by their parents. Check out more stories at texasscorecard.com.